Hi friends and awesome mothers. My name is Adol and I'm a proud mother of four. What I'm realizing over time is that doing it right as a mother is the thing that I care about the most, but also hands me the greatest of challenges. In order to get direction, I put together a habura of mothers that joined to learn through my mother's super popular parenting curriculum. My mother is Mrs. Gitty Horowitz, and she's taught hundreds of mothers in Baltimore in recent years. I get to sit down with her every week and either reflect on a topic that we discussed in the group or talk over something that's on my mind. I hope you'll find our conversation meaningful, helpful, and encouraging. Enjoy it. This podcast is sponsored by the Intentional Jew Podcast Network. Check them out at intentionaljew.com. Today, I'm excited to welcome my two sisters, Sarah and Toby, to our conversation on sibling rivalry. Uh, they each are at different stages with different age children and therefore add different and new, fresh perspectives to our conversation. I'm very excited to schmooze with them about it. One of our other conversations, we spoke about fighting, um, um, how, to, how to manage kids fighting. And the main, the main um, idea that we came out with is that you, you taught us is that the, um, get, not getting, the best way to go is not to get involved. Because the the best thing you can do to your kid for for your kids is to help them work out their own fights, and a lot of people like hear it. And I, I've from friends that I've spoken to, like they hear it, they understand it, but they're just like, I have to get involved. I have to, I have to. Like I can't let this go on, whether it be in public or just at home, and not having to do with what anyone else sees. It's like I I can't let this happen. And, and then we were just kind of categorizing there's, there's, um, there's fights like, you know, equals where they really are capable of figuring it out. Um, there's also like, um, bigger kids hurting little or kids that are more helpless. That's like a different category, how to protect. Um, but I, I, we could break it down a little bit more and just try to figure out like, more, more practic, pra, in practice, how this works. Cause the theory is beautiful, but like in practice, how do we do it? So that's one idea. Another idea is I was thinking recently I have, cause my oldest two fight like all day nonstop, like with words, with their beating each other up down to the floor, like all the time. And I'm always trying to just stay out of it and be available for whoever needs help, but like not to get involved in the fight. So I'm like trying really hard to do that. But then recently I was thinking like there's oh, there's a concept of sor meira v'ase tov, like move away from negative and work towards positive. But it's it's, it's two separate things. Sor meira is don't get involved. But then I was thinking, is there a way I could promote good fond feelings for each other? Like can I give them more opportunities to see the good in each other without being so clear as to why I'm doing what I'm doing? Just, you know, just like, any any like things I could be like more proactive instead of oh no they're fighting all day so I was thinking like we could think about different Asetov ideas like how to promote nice feelings among siblings I think there's a lot of merit in what you're talking about um but I do I do believe that um we we want we want to see the 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 product right away we, we want to see that our five-year-old and our seven-year-old love each other. We want to see it right now. <laughs> and um, 
that's not really going to happen. It's they're, they're not, they're not, they're not finished products at all. They're still very much learning who they are themselves. And until they're much more secure with who they are, it's, there's going to be fighting. That's sibling rivalry. That's, that's a normal part of development. So whereas you can certainly do things to help them to be, you know, more loving of each other, you're, you're not really going to see the, the, the payros of that until they're much older. Um, the only time you might see it is if someone else from the outside enters the equation and then you will see them come together against the other person because they'll be there for each other. Um, when, if someone else is not nice to them or if someone else is picking on them, they'll be there for each other outside. But when they're in the, the security of your home, they're still learning, learning, the, learning themselves and they're still growing and developing and it's safe for them to, um, to, 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 to be a little bit still, um, Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Looking, to, they could still be a little bit like you know, um, self-centered, and about they care about them. They want your they want your attention. They don't want their sibling to have your attention. They want their cookie to to be told that it's the nicest. They they want to have the 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 electronic thing that they want to play with as opposed to the brother. So their their self-centeredness is going to come out in the house, which is normal because. It's a safe place for it to happen. Does that make sense? I also heard. I also heard like that. It never ends. Like sibling. I know it's funny to say this on a, on a thing, but yeah, what a good I topic that by that the way. <laughs> Just realized. Yeah. <laughs> um, I one time was listening to that and a sheer that the lady was saying, at sibling sibling rivalry never ends. That's number one, and number two. I was just thinking like. I just accepting it is so good. Like when I accept the kids are fighting, just so much better. It's like easier for me because if I just try to get involved or if I get upset and personally hurt, you know what I mean? Like I get personally hurt from it. Like how can you hurt each other? It hurts me. Like, you know, but that's not, I have to just accept that they're going to do that. They're going to hurt each other. And it's, that's her painful. And sometimes I, I'll say that, no. Sometimes you'll say that it hurts. It's not nice to do that. It doesn't, it doesn't feel good for anybody or, but ultimately it's like, I think the best way to deal with it is just to be accepting of the fighting. Well, letting it go. Yeah. Letting it go, letting it go and not getting involved is accepting it and letting them work it out is also accepting it. And as far as never ending. So I can tell you this as, um, almost all of my siblings are grandparents already, right? So is there still sibling rivalry? I don't know if I would call it rivalry. Um, you know, there's still things that we don't agree upon and we have each have our own way of looking at things. We don't fight the same way. We're more accepting of the other person and their, their choices and um, what they have, you know, everyone grows up and has, has different, um, financial situations and more, more or less materialism or what's important to them. And it, there does come a, a point hopefully where 
the relationship is just one of, of total, pretty total acceptance. Um, at least that's how you outwardly um, interact with each other. I, I don't believe sibling rivalry is um, still still exists. I think perhaps what she meant was that there's there are differences and there's you know um, differences and um, hopefully there isn't that the, the rivalry and the, the need to to have something that someone else has or be some or have someone else be more like you or, um, being embarrassed from the other one. I I don't, I don't, I I think that does, that does kind of, um, as maturity and, and life experience, um, evolves. I I think there, there's certainly less of it. Also, could it be that like you're speaking from your, your situation in your own, in your own siblings dynamic, and maybe people are becoming more healthy and, as people like you, like you're saying, maybe like as people get healthier, become healthier, then they don't have it as much. It could be healthier. It could be just more mature, <clears throat> more, more life experience. Like I'm saying a greater understanding of, of self and others and, and greater acceptance. I uh-huh. think that as a person gets older and they have more life experience, there is a lot more acceptance of others and other ways of, of doing things and doesn't have to be your way. So it doesn't have to be my way. There are other ways of, of living also. And there are other ways of, of doing things and raising children and, and living, uh, you know, Parnassa and, and they're just different ways of doing it. And, 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 and accepting that someone else has chosen a different darach and that's, that's, um, that's okay. Eva, what, what, yeah, go for it, Toby. Sorry. I've, I've heard from like, um, I guess older people. That there totally is it is sibling rivalry, but obviously, like you're saying, it's not like a rivalry like it is when when they're kids. But it's like certain things that that might. I guess this is kind of bringing up another point that certain things that when you wow. did sibling rivalry as a kid, certain things kind of still resonate in adults, like. Um, I, I, this isn't like from personal experience, but someone was just telling me that like when they were little, their sibling, you know, rubbed them the wrong way when they did X. And even still, when they do X, they, they have that acceptance and that maturity to be like, it's not rubbing me the same way as it did when I was a kid, but it still is not comfortable. And it's still not like, it still kind of reminds her of when she was young that it wasn't comfortable for her then. And like, maybe like Adel's saying, maybe there is something to give to the kids when they're young to be like, maybe, maybe there's something to take with that, that won't resonate like that when they're older and, and, and it will get better. And I don't know. Not right. Not that even, not not that it's going to be, not that it's going to be rosy like tomorrow, but just to like, Build, build in other experiences that could possibly be positive. Well, the question is if you're doing that without even realizing that that's what you're doing. In other words, when, when you do something with, with the kids, let's say baking or something that you give them both skills that they, and, and show them how they can work together. 
So it might not be all rosy and they might end up throwing frosting at each other, but that, that working together does, does, um, encourage them to, to see the other person's, um, abilities and how they can help one another and how, you know, they can be appreciative for what the other one did for them. So that's not necessarily, you know, you're not necessarily doing it in order to show them, but as you compliment one and you point out their positive things, the other one hears that and not to their, not to their, not, not to take away from them. You know, we do have to be careful as parents to, to, um, to look at each one's uh, abilities and the positive things that they accomplish and, and achievements that they, that they have and, and point them out, um, point them out in a, in a, in a very honest way. Um, not to make things up because kids don't like that. Kids don't want to be, um, you know, uh, told that they're doing a great job when they're not. But when you point out the, the, the skills that they have and the, the um, proficiencies that they do have, and you can even point it out to another child, not that, oh, you did it like this. Well, when Ira does it, she does it better. I, that's not what I mean. But to point out, wow, Yosef, look what Ira was able to do. It has nothing to do with him. Just point it out. Right. Not, not in comparison with anyone else, right. but just point out there. Or when Yosef does something nice to Yehuda, Mi'ira, did you see how, how kind Yosef was to Yehuda now? Like right. pointing out those things will certainly help them to appreciate one another, um, their chesed and their abilities. And, and, and they hopefully will grow to appreciate each other. I think most of those things are done, um, without even realizing it, we grow to appreciate our siblings in that way, you know, and we have to be careful not to make those comparisons. Comparisons in, increase sibling rivalry tremendously. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sarah, do you see that? I definitely see that. I definitely, agree. I definitely learned that from you also. Um, I would also just add that I think that giving them things to do together is so good. Like sometimes they'll go to the, like Shav and Ita will go to the store together. Like they have to like do things together and make things work together. Um, last night I went to this never happens. Okay. This never happens. I'm saying yeah, it. now it's it. Okay. Never happens. And I'll say it again. <laughs> I went to um, like a Nishay thing and I really don't want to go. And I said to the kids, I really don't want to go because it's such a mess in the house and I'm going to come back and I'm going to, it's going to be like 11 o'clock and I'm going to be like washing the chalam pot and mopping the floor. And I really don't want to do that. And they're like, we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, Emma, we're going to do it. They wanted you to go. They want, they wanted me to go for sure. <laughs> and they wanted a party. But besides <laughs> for that, but I'm just saying like for side, besides for that, like they did things together and they worked together and they cleaned up together. I don't know how they did it. Because you, but also because you were out of the picture. I wasn't right. I wasn't. That's a huge piece of it. That's right. Not micromanaging. And also they couldn't complain to you. She's not doing it. You weren't there. Right. Right. And it was fun to do it together. So, so those are all great opportunities. Creating fun Uh times. Uh Uh-huh. And they got to stay up till who knows when, because we didn't get home till 11. So, right. You know. And they're already a little bit older. Your kids are a little bit older than Adel. So they're at that stage where they're capable of doing it. They're really capable. 
Okay, but I'm just trying to think at a younger age. Um, I don't, I just think like doing things together, like you guys do that family trips, like, right. don't you find that they're, they're easier at those times? Like they don't fight as much. Like when you go on an totally. outing as a family. Totally. Right? Totally. And also because you're giving the attention of the parents is on the children. The attention is on the family. Right. You're not being right. pulled in so many different directions. Right. Really when kids get attention, they, they respond very positively. And I, I wonder sure. if you'll see times when when you're both busy your husband busy your husbands are busy and the kids aren't getting their attention sibling rivalry goes through the roof totally totally right right, right. like when we're trying to talk as a couple for sure mm-hmm. then they will not right. uh not behave the way you prefer them to behave <laughs> right. right right so what so what 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 are like i don't know if this is interesting to think about but i'm thinking about what are the um, what are things that trigger sibling rivalry? Which, according for like following our conversation, just gets more sophisticated as older people. But like, what are things that come you know come right before? I would say for sure um, insecurities. So for little kids, it's I'm not sure you know I'm good up against my sibling. Like for little kids, it's like, um, am I, yeah, am I as good compared, like, like not that you're being compared by another person, but you're comparing yourself because you're figuring yourself out as a kid. Mm-hmm. No, I think also to a certain degree, it is how, how much my mother, you know, you're, you're comparing the love that you feel from your mother or your father or your, or another sibling compared to the other sibling. And how is that measured? Mm-hmm. Well, how late they get to stay up, how how many candies they got, or right. you have to see it through the eyes of a child that that to them is is you know they're loved more or less. So when that comes into the picture, there's going to be more fighting, right? So I don't feel so good about myself. Right. I think that's very true. What would be jealousy? Also, jealousy. fairness, like you're saying, what's something that comes into the equation, like what? What would what would what would cause it to go? What would cause sibling rivalry to? What's the word? Escalate. Escalate. I think in my family it's fairness, because how could she get it? I didn't get it. Like, but but it's really true. Like, what? Everyone gets what they need. We say everyone gets what they need, but then they have to see that they get what they need. Right. So like, otherwise they. I just. Right. We say like, is there, are you missing something that you need? Is there something that you need that you're missing? That's good for you. But yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Fairness. That is a good one. Right. And and you have to make sure that the reason you're saying that is not to get them off your back. Right. But that it's really true. Right. And that they, and that each kid feels that. And, and it's not, it's, it's easier said than done, obviously. Right. Um, Because from your perspective of what a child needs and from their perspective of, of what they need, not always the same so it's, it's hard to, to make sure that they're seeing that their needs are all met but I do believe that parents that do meet their children's needs um, consistently the children the children see that it may take a little time and you know a little maturity but they right. they do see it or they stemming from it. that a big one in our family is justice but it's similar to fairness 
But in our specific case, it's, you know, number two hurts number three. You know, the five-year-old is hurting the two-year-old. So the eight-year-old freaks out at the five-year-old that he's hurting her and has to, she has to protect, you know, the little one. So it's like, and and it's like, she'll tell me, well, if you're not going to do anything, then I have to. <laughs> like you're clearly not doing your job as the mother. So I am going to take care of it. And the way she takes care of it is knocking him to the floor so much that then, then it becomes them too. And then the two year old has nothing to do with it. It's like, it's like 20 minutes later. And like the two year old just like off doing her own thing. And like them two are fighting over how he's treating her. That's like a big one. Do you have that? Sarah? It's the totally, um, Wait, before nah. you say, I remember that in nah. our family, Tanel yeah. being mad at you for how you treat Toby. That was like a big one. I, I was out of it, so it was easy for me to see because I was like totally me. not part of it. But this is like, I have such a repeat that this story that I just described in a very confusing way because I used numbers of kids, but like kid number one, two, three, but like it's literally the story repeats itself like probably 12 times per hour. I don't remember. I remember fighting like crazy. Okay, it's a whole different story. But within the car, within in the car, we would fight a ton. This is why Aaron thinks we should have a big car because then the kids can't reach each other. This is like how we Uh decide if we should switch Uh our car for a smaller car. The seats. Maybe we should get a fifteen seater. Everyone get their own row. Come on, it's part of development. (laughs) That's what I said. Do you hold hold it against each other now, Toby? No, we're not hoping. I don't even remember for a second. <laughs> Maybe you should hold it against me because I don't even remember. Well, I don't remember. either remember. remember. All I remember is Tana always like giving me hugs and holding me to the side. That's all really? I remember. Tana would always be the one to like pull me aside and like make me feel better. So what would we tell? What would we tell a mother who's like, I have to get involved? What would we? What would we tell her? You don't. But they are, they're literally like, they're screaming, they're on the floor, pulling hair. They're, she's trained them to do that. She's trained them because she gets, that doesn't usually, I I, I don't know, usually, but like, I I mean, my kids do that. Like they're really get dramatic sometimes. The only way to get involved is to redirect. Sarah, you're very good at that. Um, redirect. Um, all of a sudden there's a major need that you have for the one who's getting pulverized or you have a major need for the one who's pulverizing and you need to have them right away. I need you right now. Come with me. I need you to do X. Just redirect. It's not getting involved in that, in their fight. Right. Sometimes I do what some people might call cage fighting. I just say, okay, guys, just do me a favor, finish it up in this room, and I close the door. And totally come out when you're done. It's just too loud for me here. Well, that's what Bobby used to say to the boys, right? I I, I tell that to all my clients. She would close the door and say, just call me if there's blood. Do not bother me unless there's blood. And she would leave. She was serious. <laughs> and, right. Just and- FYI, though, I'm curious how that's going to go over because I one time said that, and people were like, not happy with me. They're like, you can't just leave people hurting each other. It's not okay. 
like people get very it's a control thing I think but I don't know where it comes from I was just gonna say why is it why is it that people are very uncomfortable with this this? where you get this a lot I can't I can't let my kids fight I can't is it because what you were saying in the beginning Ema is that like um we want the results right away and this is not the result that we want so it can't happen right now you because I, I have to have everything in my house running smoothly no screaming it has to be quiet I, I can't handle it so I would say to them if you can't handle it you need to get help you need to speak to someone who can help you understand that what you're doing is not good for your children and that's what they have to hear it is not good unless they're really most kids are fighting normally. Kids will be kids and kids will fight and it is normal. Right. The more attention you give it, the more they're going to do it. Accept it. Accept it. Because that's Accept, the only that's way. That's what Sarah said at the beginning. Accept it. This is what Accept happens. It. It's normal. Unless you have your kids five years apart, it's going to happen in your house. And five years is a little bit of an extreme. But if you're more than three years apart, it might not happen. But if you have kids within three years, they're going to fight. They're going to fight. Is there an amount, I mean, just, just to push this one more step, is, is there is there an amount that's too so much? If, there's, if your kids are fighting constantly, then I'll say something else, which we a little bit alluded to before, but I'll say something else. And that is that there isn't enough structure in your house. And I don't mean everything has to be structured, but enough structure of you being involved in what's going on, that there's a savior, that the kids have what to do, that there's, that there's you know, um, you know, arts and crafts or going outside, going to the park that the kids are just too much alone with each other. And what's going to happen is they're going to end up fighting. That's what's going to happen. For sure. Right. So if you take the kids out to the park, if you, you know, if you have things for them to do, if you're involved with them to begin with, you won't have to be involved with fighting. But you leave little kids alone on their own, they're going to fight. So do pre, pre do be pre proactive instead of reactive. We're so reactive. Okay, now they're fighting. Now what do I do? No, be proactive. Right. Be proactive. Get, get involved. Get get you know know what. Give things to your kids to do. Have a house that's that's that you're involved with. You know, I I say this to older old parents of older kids, but it's also younger kids. We we live way too much parallel lives nowadays. We're all living under the same roof, but very little have to do with anybody. Anybody has anything to do with anybody else. And when the kids are little, the kids are having to do with them each other, but the parents are not involved enough with the kids. Kids are gonna fight. If you leave them to their own devices constantly, I'm sure you see this, Sarah, the difference between when they come home, you give them a snack, who wants to do their homework. Okay. As soon as you're finished, we'll go out to the park. If you're like in charge and you're helping them navigate life, there's going right. to be a lot less fighting. Right. And the days that you, so you're saying it's like, I was yeah, just going to say the same thing. Like the days that I don't, don't think ahead are much harder. They are, you know, like, if I don't plan to go to the park and I want everybody to just do what they're, I want them to come home and play on their own for hours on end. Like not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Even. Yeah. Even though the kids are older and they need structure. I want to go to the aquarium. I want to take them to the zoo. I want to do things because they need to be. You can't always have. Right. Right. That doesn't mean that that you always, that you can always have, 
such structure. But the more you have that, the, the more the times that they are alone are going to be less fighting. I totally hear that. I, I Today I had a, a, a stronger day, so I'm like in a good zone with that. Like now we're going to, I was like very available. So I like printed out pictures like, okay, let's set a picture of the table for coloring. Okay, now let's pick up and take our bikes to the park. And it's like much more proactive. So it was much more successful. That's, that's where it's at. So you're saying like pass, you're saying if it gets past the point that it's not necessarily about how strong the fighting is. It's just about if, if you see a certain pattern, like at this and this is over and over and over again, like question like what their, what their um, structure is at that time that keeps them getting back into this rut. Right. And to see if you can like change things around to like pre preempt, prevent, mm-hmm. not prevent, but like. Proact mm-hmm. as opposed to react. Can we just clarify what ages we're talking oh. about? Because I know I was just going to say, let's join Toby in by talking about how to deal with two-year-olds and babies. Even two-year-olds and babies is just... <laughs> when they knock them down. Okay, like, totally like what's... What like do you do when the two-year-old knocks down the baby? Complete redirection. <laughs> just complete redirection. Um, but no, I, I was really just wondering like, Everything that we're saying before has nothing to do with a two-year-old because a two-year-old is like complete impulse. And should never be left alone with a baby. Right. Oh, Ever. Kids right. under don't four should not room. be left alone. They do not have the maturity to, to, to deal properly with, with each other. They should not be right. left alone. Parents don't like to hear that, but you, you, you have those children. You cannot leave them alone at that age. Yeah, I was going to say it's not a convenient plan, but it's just makes so much sense. And, and at certain times, and I tell mothers this also, and I've, I've shared this with you, that if you find it too difficult, it's supper time, it's this time, it's that time, you, you can't be there, then you need to get help. Get a teenage girl, get someone to come over to help you at those times where you need another pair of hands of an adult. If you're talking about little kids like Toby's stage or, or, you know, neither of you are really in that stage anymore because you have older kids that can fill that, that need to be, to be with younger kids, but it's not their job either, which is a whole different conversation. Right. We, I had it for a few, I had it for a very short time right away when Huda was born. Usually wasn't malicious. It was usually just very, very interested to know like how I can ride a baby. How does it work to like, how does it work to ride him? Exactly. Like if we were to conclude something from this conversation, we would say it, it was a li- it was like a little bit like spread out. Like, but the main topic we talked about is siblings fighting. We said, okay, let's all say one point that we said. Um, one thing we said from Sarah is that if we are totally accepting of the fact that it's not only normal, but like healthy and good and part of development that kids will fight, then we can like take a deep breath and like back off a little bit and be okay with it. Once we do that, then like we're in a much better place. What do you, what, what do you remember, Sarah? Accept and that it's so normal. Like Safta was saying, was saying it's so normal. Like, and you were don't, saying don't, getting, don't. getting kids to do things together to get, yeah. getting, putting, get, giving them responsibilities together. Sarah was saying how good that is for, um, for them to work together as opposed to fighting. Um, and I was saying being proactive, um, planning things a little bit ahead of time, 
being involved, being involved in their lives. So, you know, even as difficult as that is and as time consuming as that is, you know, you show them how you interact with them. You're showing them how to interact with each other, even though you're not thinking that you're just playing with them, but you're modeling positive interaction with each other. So being, being proactive, being involved with them is extremely important. And um, as we said with Toby, with her kids who are very little, that you can't leave them alone. They cannot be left alone. They, they you just can't don't put them behind a closed door and say, tell me if there's blood. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. God forbid. God forbid. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Also, Shmuel oh, would please say. Please don't leave me alone because I'm all by myself. Because, no, it's at it's night when you're supposed to go to myself, sleep. Though. Right. You're going to leave me all by myself? Guys, you're going to leave me here all by myself? <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was it. You guys going to leave me here all by That was a jet right. lag night, I think. And, and Toby also mentioned about how she remembers being rescued by her her oldest brother. That, that also happens, you know? Right. Some, there's the brewing rivalry, and there's also. Not only do I remember, I remember being rescued, but I don't remember the fights. Parents should know. Tell the world. Kids don't remember. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they don't remember the millions of fights that they have. 